Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Ashton, we missed you last week. Welcome well, back. did you though? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, a lot. I watched the beginning of the podcast. Right. Just the beginning. No. Because you said, we, in the last three months, if we could keep anything, we'd keep Emma and get rid of Ashton. Well, and then said, you said, hang on, who said that? You said, Peter said right, it. Right, yeah, thank you. I said but that. You said, don't tell anyone. Nobody tell her. So guess my... what? I so it's I my fault, out. is it? No, because um, you know that song, don't you always seem to know that you don't know what you got till it's gone. Uh, that's how paradise, I... Put up a parking That's why we missed you so much is, you know, I thought, I forgot rid of anything, I'd get rid of Ashton, Keith Hammer, but actually, having got rid of you temporarily last week, mm-hmm. didn't know what I'd got till it's, it was gone. Careful, so we really Peter. missed you. You might injure yourself backpedaling that fast. <laughs> Fill in that hole real, real quickly. I see. Well, all I'm saying is, yeah, yeah. Screw, <laughs> screw Emma. That's what I'm saying. Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. Hold Goodness, on. Just because she's not in the room, like, yeah. do you have it's like not one or the other? Like, it's just yeah, no. she's not here. She, she doesn't can't. exist. It's not a it problem. Can't hurt her. <laughs> no one tell Emma that I said that. No, nobody no. tell. Uh, she probably won't watch the podcast. Stop. So. Yeah. I don't think she has a phone or internet access, really. No, she's she's a bear. She just lives here in the office. (laughs) I mean, she sits in front of three computers every day, so she She can very easily just... But it's hard to use a computer when your pose is just there. (laughs) True. It's quite difficult to use a mouse and keyboard, I guess, to get to the podcast. Wow. Anyway, this is our video game <laughs> video podcast. Game podcast. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We're glad that you're here and we hope you're doing well. Each and every week we are sponsored by a very real video game sponsor. Ashton has the ad read in front of her. What we I got do. this week, Ashton? I was contacted while I was away um, mm. by a very big company you may have heard of called Xbox. Right. What? No, what is that? Uh, Xbox. They make some kind of game thing. Thing. Um, but they made, this week was released, the Xbox mini fridge. Oh. I don't know if you heard of this. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what an Xbox And it sold out really quickly. And obviously they were like, oh man, what else can we put out there to stop, you know, to give people what they want? An Xbox mini fridge. Well, there's none left. So what they've produced, uh, part of the Xbox kitchen range, is the egg box. Now, I've heard of the egg box. Mm. 
Was, and that's them, you say? That's saying. them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, they've been doing the that for a long time, box. haven't they? It's well, a it's, classic. It's, it's the Xbox egg box. Oh, oh. oh I only the know that. Eggs, eggs, eggs box. Eggs box. The eggs box. Wow, is it is like it? Nintendo? Because they were off of the, the 1800s because they used to make like Hanafuda cards, didn't they? Like playing cards. Mm. So they're, they're, the company's over 100 years old. Really? Yeah. Nintendo? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Right. Is that like is that like Xbox? Can you not talk about been... Nintendo because we're talking about Xbox? Sorry. Right All right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm bringing it around. I'm bringing it around. Right. Is that the same case with Xbox because they've been around, you know, doing Xboxes for, for about for a really, 250 really years. Really long time. Um, yeah. No. Basically, you know how they didn't invent the fridge when they brought out the right. Xbox Mini? They didn't mini invent fridge. the fridge? Sure. No, they so. invented the mini fridge, though, surely. Mm, I don't think so. I've uh, never seen a fridge that small or convenient. That's no. true. Or that green. It's perfect for me. Yeah, it's <laughs> normal size. It. Yeah. It's a two-story apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too cold, though. Um, only it's not real, and I apologize for the horrible... Oh, so what? Xboxes have been this egg, conspiracy. Xbox. It's not real. There's, Xboxes aren't real. No. There's never been an egg. But what have I been keeping my eggs in? What is it? An Xbox. If you go home oh, okay. and check your eggs, not where there. they are, are they, are they just loose on the side? It's now? an object permanence yeah. issue, I think. Yeah. Just, they've just, it's just been a delusion. Yeah. Wow. It's like yeah. Back to the Future. It's, it's just real. slowly fading away. Yeah. If you're not careful, you'll fade away too if you get too caught up in it. Mm. They'll, they'll, what? Bring, they'll bring you out of the Matrix. Are you threatening me? They'll bring you out of the Matrix Don't feel if you so good. questioning it. Mr. Stark. Mr. Stark. Wow. Well, bombs being dropped mm. early on in the podcast here. We are not sponsored by eggs boxes. We are, of course, sponsored by wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1, you can ask questions on this podcast. We have loads of other tiers available as well. We implore you to go and check them out. Patreon.com oh, forward slash team triple jump. Peter's just making just it Just hit the microphone. <laughs> there. Biff, striking <laughs> if you're listening at home and not looking on video. But we are also sponsored by another one as well. Mm, they call triple jump dot GG. Wow. Hello, everyone. As well as our extremely real and totally not fictitious in any way sponsor, we're officially partnered with PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo to sell their codes through our own website, triplejump.gg. Here, you can get everything from topping up your digital wallets to PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass, and Nintendo Switch Online subscriptions, as well as Minecraft mine coins. <laughs> mine coins? They'll be your coins any minute. <laughs> nice one, Peter. Yeah, thanks very much. It's 100% legitimate, directly supports us, and provides you with the delightful digital currencies you're going to buy anyway. Visit triplejump.gg to browse our full stock. Triplejump.gg. This is a real sponsor. It's time for our first question, mm. which you can barely read because <laughs> we've got issues with our printer it's where dancing. this is supposed to be highlighted in, in yellow and it's come out in black. Yeah, because it's really it's like, it's hey, a spooky Halloween. Yes. What's that? You've run out of your yellow cartridge. My That's okay. We've got plenty of black then. left. Yeah, how we'll about use we that highlight instead. in a fashion that completely obscures all the text underneath it? My yeah. colour's fine. The well, blue's perfect. The blue's fine. It's because we run out of yellow ink. Yeah. So yeah. It's, anyway, uh, this is from Johanna, or possibly Johanna, if it's not our 
Joe, yeah, Joe. If it's our Joe, it's one of our, uh, it's one of our Discord mods. Yeah, so you, Joe, uh, but we've got no that. surname. What kind of feelings do you usually go trough when starting a brand new game? There's a typo. What? I fixed it on mine. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, I was really good. Thanks for fixing it on ours. <laughs> what kind of feelings do you usually go through when starting a brand new game? I, for example, can get easily overwhelmed with all the new information I need to take in. So that leads to me procrastinating before booting up the game for the first time. Uh, some sort of fear of the new, I guess. Well, thank you, Johanna slash Johanna. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Joe. Uh, I have touched on this in the past couple of podcasts now. Um, I've gone through a real change. I don't know when it happened, but I only realized it recently. I've gone through a real change where I used to be a huge fan of open world games. It was like mm -hmm. my favorite genre or, you know, mechanic or, or feature of a game. Mm. Um, I love my, my Bethesda RPGs, for example. Um, but now... I just find them overwhelming mm -hmm. and I just, or especially if they're filled to the brim with, you know, map markers and little side quests and, oh, collect all of these flowers and, oh, you've got to do, and there's all these sites to go and visit and log in your diary. I just, it's just too much for me at the moment. And I'm sure, I, you know, a time will come again where that's exactly what I need. But right now, all I want to do is play linear games that are just going to, yeah take me on a nice trip through a focused story. Yeah. I don't have to go off on various offshoots. Uh, the game I've been playing this week, uh, which we'll get to in the next section, this brand new section coming up. Orcs Must Die <gasps> Orcs 4. Orcs Must Die 4. <laughs> it's a very linear game. Uh, no, but I've been playing a game that is is very much focused. It's semi-open, but it's not an open world. I believe that's how it was described, actually, in the promotional period of the game. It's open, but it's not an open world. Okay, what does that mean? Um, but in a kind of similar vein, because generally open world games have this as well, I don't really like ability trees and lots and lots of different stats and numbers. Mm. I don't have to worry about that when I'm playing a game, whether or not it's an open world game or a linear one. I don't really want to have to like manage a load of stats. I know some people really like that for RPG reasons. You know, you can create your own character with with various uh, strengths and weaknesses. And I'm okay with it in a sense, but I'd kind of prefer it to be a bit like, um, you know, like an oblivion at the start when you choose a, like a star sign mm -hmm. and it just, you choose like seven abilities. Um, and, and I prefer to just kind of make a base character and then things maybe just level up naturally as I do certain tasks. If I keep picking locks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I keep doing that, my skill just happens to go up. I don't want to have to spend points and stuff and mm. worry about, am I balancing this all right? Am I going to screw myself over by not investing enough in my health or whatever? One of the worst ones for that I found in recent gaming is Assassin's Creed Valhalla mm -hmm. and the there's skill, a, a like spider's yeah. web that mm -hmm. they'd created. And the fact that they even implemented a thing where it's like, just hold square for us to just randomly mm. assign you some points yeah. because you don't know what you're going to do and mm -hmm. we don't know what you're going to do. So we'll just do it for you. Our player analytical data suggests that you won't use this complicated system yes. we've built, but we're going to keep it anyway. Yeah. And we're going to just give you a button you can press, press to let us square do it. to use. Uh, pr yeah. Pay five pounds and we'll um, we'll apply the skills for you. Don't even yeah. worry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't even worry, worry about it. it. We got this. We got this. Well, I was going to say something that also frustrated me was Assassin's Creed Syndicate where you had two characters who it would force you to switch between based on main quest missions. Some of them would be uh, him and some of them would be her. Their names are gone from my memory. Jacob? Jacob and... Uh, if Fry is Felicity. the last name. Felicity Fry. No, I don't know. Elizabeth? They were yeah, always, maybe they were Elizabeth. always called Jacob Elizabeth. Fry and... 
it's okay, it's, it's something yeah it's something like shortened they're, yeah. they're like, the rooks like Vicky, aren't they but not not Vicky. Vicky. lizzie yeah like lizzie fry or something uh, um but uh you had those two characters and you had to switch between them based on certain missions some missions allowed you to choose who you wanted to be but um you had to level up those two characters separately, which I found really annoying. Um, I can understand why. Like, it Eevee. makes sense. Eevee. Eevee, that's mm, it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense, I guess, if you think about the actual world. Like, just because Jacob goes out and, like, gets a load of experience, Eevee shouldn't necessarily then be equally as powerful as him. Mm. But I just, you know, you 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 invest some points in the character and you're like, oh, yeah, I really like how this guy's turning out. And then it'll be like, oh, playing as Evie now and, I'm like, and she can't do anything because I've mm. not been looking after her you know I, I did that a bit annoying. with um Origins as well where you played as I can't remember what his name is his wife and there was like a couple of missions Evie Bayek Bayek's wife yeah. yeah I think she was called Aya and you played as her but she didn't have any so the, the things that you'd been using for the entire game you were like oh well I don't know how to play this character. This character's yeah. completely new to me. She's got like none of the abilities that I thought I already had. Mm -hmm. And she's got small knife. Small she has knife. small knife. Small wife with small knife. Small wife. Small Why knife. wife always have small knife? Why? Why Why? Why though? Why? Ashton, what, um, what do you hate? <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be a thing you hate, but what feelings do you go through? I have like thing? two reactions to games sometimes. I either like... Really, I'm immediately invested in it and I'll just want to play that all the time and nothing else and I'll mm. just play that solid. Or I will get bored or overwhelmed in the first like hour and a half and then it just sits on my shelf, either like physical or, you know, virtual shelf mm. for a really long time until I go, well, maybe I'll try this again. Um, like I, there's a couple of times where I've just been like, this is too much. Like with you were saying, if it's a massive open world map, I'm just like, I can't handle this right now. Or if it just seems like a really intense. So if I'm like not in a good headspace, I don't yeah. want to play a game that's going to just be really intense and take a lot of brain power. I just want to play a nice game where we're just wandering around a nice forest maybe, or just building a village, an animal crossing or something. I think that that's like the two, I'm in a nice brain space. Maybe I'll play something that's going to make me cry. Mm. You know, <laughs> I'll you risk need to be bringing it. down a bit from happiness. Yeah, exactly. I need some assistance in feeling emotions. Exactly. Mm. Um, but so sometimes, like, I don't want to play Life is Strange because I just mentally cannot put myself through that at the time. Mm. So maybe I'll play something else. It's just like just turn my brain off and shoot some zombies or something. Mm -hmm. um, and also, sometimes I don't want to play a game on my own. Like, I'll look for a co op game because I want to play with someone else. Uh, like my partner or a friend, because I just don't want to just sit in silence on my own. I'd rather have someone else to talk to while I'm playing a game. So mm -hmm. sometimes I can't, I won't say stomach, but that's not really what I mean. Playing a solo game because I'd rather just talk to someone else and spend time with someone else whilst also playing a game. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing like specific kind of games that like turn me off or make me not want to play them. It's normally I'll play like the first hour and just go, this is too much for, for me, me right yeah. now. Or I just can't play this game, mm -hmm. um, which is fine. Then there's games that not we don't all like. And luckily for us, Steam, if you don't play too much of it, we can give you the money back. Yeah. So if you don't want it after like an hour and a half, or I think it's like eight hours. Something like that, it's you very can play generous. it. Yeah, it's um, several hours. Yeah. Um, if you don't like it after that time, you can just get the money back. So mm -hmm. if you don't like... There's been a couple of games where I've started playing them and gone, no, nah, no thanks, nah. and just given those back to Steam. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my answer. What about you, Ben? I'll tell you. Uh, sometimes I find it difficult to start a new game. 
um, I mm. tend to find that it not always, but sometimes it feels like a real undertaking. Mm. Like Joe says, you know, you, 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 there's going to be a lot of information thrown at you. And if it's a bigger game, as Peter mentioned, that's a lot of learning to be done and a lot of things to get used to and systems and Especially control schemes. An and unwinding hobby. Like you, mm -hmm. you do it mostly yeah. for fun and to relax. So you've if it got involves... You've got to practice and mm. like learn something. And that's, you know, inherent to a lot of games. And I've, I feel like maybe that's lessened with sequels or, yeah. or, you know, games of a certain genre. Like if you're starting to play a first-person shooter, there's a good chance that it's got the fairly standardized controls you get across all first-person mm -hmm. shooters, which is good. We've come a long way in that regard based on... Some of the games from the 90s and the early 2000s where the controls were weird. Bethesda, you're not making first-person shooters, but if you could stop making triangle jump, we would all appreciate that. Thank mm -hmm. you oh very God, much. That would be great. Yeah. Um, we get it. The arrow we get, is Yeah, going you're up. very clever. You, we get it. No. It's the top stop button. It now. It's the top button. Stop it. X isn't crouch, is it? What stop are you doing? It. Stop it now, Bethesda, please. Circle isn't rolling a ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I mean, a few weeks ago, I even spoke about on this podcast, mm -hmm. I had Life is Strange, True Colors to play, and I started playing Near Automata instead. Yeah. Right? Because, I don't know, maybe Near Automata felt like less of an undertaking, even though I know that it's a very dense game from a lore perspective and so on. Um, it still felt like, again, as we talk about seemingly every week, going back to games that you quote unquote get for free, feeling mm. like you have less of an obligation to give them your time. Yeah. It felt like something that I could just stick on and like, all right, let's just see what this is about mm. then. Whereas Life is Strange is a game that I was actively looking forward to playing. And in that same mm. vein, I have been in the situation several times and it was the case this week as well with a review copy that we got quite early um, that when I get a game that I've been looking forward to for a really long time, it's like, yes, it's finally here. I've got it. And there's almost this weird psychological feeling of the fact that I have the power to play it mm. and have not yet started it is somehow just as exciting as actually playing it. Yeah. And the the idea of starting to play it is almost like the anticipation then is gone. Mm. The excitement is over. Like I'm excited to play it, but then I'm no longer excited to play it because I'm, I'm now, it. now I'm playing it. It's a weird mental hurdle. It doesn't always happen, but it, it certainly happened with me in the past. I feel with games like that as well, where it is one you've been really looking forward to, you want to know, or I certainly want to know that I'm perhaps going to be able to play it every night coming mm. for the next few days. And if I know I've got plans like in two days time and I'm not gonna be able to play it that night, you know, I'm not I'm not worried that I'm going to forget everything in a, in a day or something, but I just... That's just what I want to do with a game I've really been looking forward to. I just want to play it every single evening, which is why I've not played that game that you're. I think you're talking about. Yeah, we can I've say we can say what it is because yeah, I'm going to mention it, in, it yeah. in what we're playing. And I want to very before you continue, mm. make clear that when we get early review code, we don't just go. No, on, we don't just it. don't play it. <laughs> it's just the fact that it was downloading last night and it was ready to play, but I decided ultimately to to wait. And we've got time to play it before the yes, embargo. Yes, so do. I will play we it do. before then. It's not that we're just ignoring it. No. Not at all. 
carry on. Sorry. Well, no, that, that's that's all I was going to say. But yeah, we are we going to yeah. say what game we're talking about? Or you, yeah, yeah, well, I was going to mention it and what we're playing in yeah. just a second. So well, you you find out. All right, well, uh, hang tight. Do you find as well? Um, back to this question before we move on to the next. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you find as well that like when it's a game that you've been really looking forward to, do you have that kind of worry that mm. it's going to be rubbish? Because like Always. when we were playing Kana, mm. I was really looking forward to Kana for so long, yeah. and I was anticipating it so much that when it first downloaded, I was like, but what if it's bad? Mm. Like, I don't want to start playing this game and just have all of my hey, spirits so something crushed. like that that's, you know, to an extent, it it's untested. You know, it's a, mm. a, I don't mean the game wasn't tested, but I mean mm. the studio and a, uncharted a new quarters. IP, Uncharted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. New IP, Studios kind of first major outing. Yeah, you know, it's but even with worry. like established games like Resi Village, I was like, oh, I'm really excited to play Resi Village, and then I was like, but what if it's not everything that I've mm-hmm. I anticipate mm-hmm. it to be, you know? And it wasn't. To be fair, it was quite different to what I thought it was going to be. Like Lady D wasn't like in it for very long yeah Yeah. um but it's that version that lives in your head yeah and then when you start playing you get to experience the reality which is good because it's reality and you're finally playing it but on the other hand this ideal version of the game you built in your head is no longer Mm. just vanishes forever it's gone now yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's also one of my big things with starting a game that i've been really excited about as always like you were saying like i want to make sure i can play it for a long time Mm. i want to make sure that i'm going to enjoy it so i just worry so much that i'm going to hate it and then i'm going to be really disappointed yeah but it hasn't happened massively yet so hopefully it won't happen Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Should we put the people out of their misery? Yeah, let's move on to a section that, uh, I don't know, Ashton, what is it? Have we played? Uh, have we done it before? I don't or think we have. It, it says, what are we playing? Oh, oh. That's just nonsense words. It's time for what we play in Peter. Yeah. What have you been playing? Uh, this week, I have started, at long last, a game I've been looking forward to, God of War. Hey! Oh. Finally. How very fitting for this How week. How much as do you well. hate it, Austin? I, I love it. It's really good. How very fitting for what? I this love week, it. For because this week. It's coming out on, it was announced it's coming out on PC this yes. week. Yes. Well, exactly. Well, not yeah. coming out this week on PC. But no, but it was year. announced Next this week. Year. Yeah. Uh, no, that's right. So I knew it would be good. I've, I've, the reason I have not played it until now has not been that I thought I wouldn't like it or anything like that. I've just thought, you know, it's, it's, uh everyone says it's a great game and it partly was that thing of like i want to just be able to give it my time and my attention and there seems to have always been a reason not to either because i've had other games to play at the same time or i have known that like i'm not going to have a lot of free time in my evenings coming up that you know i'll be able to play this regularly and i wanted to be able to do that but the time seemed right and uh wow it's just fun I was surprised by how fun it is to play physically as well. Mm-hmm. I knew that the story was going to be impressive and that it was going to be in- an interesting world and lore and characters and things like that. Um, but just like, I, I just really enjoy the combat for yeah. one thing, um, which, you know, I know God of War as a franchise has always had uh, quite visceral combat. I've played the first God of War. Um, but one thing I found about the original God of War game that made me not carry on with the others, even though I really wanted to in in kind of one part of my mind, was that it's very grindy. You know, it's a real hack and slash game mm-hmm. and there's a lot of enter one large arena area, kill lots and lots of enemies, some of which take a, a absolute beating to take down, move to the next area, kill lots more enemies, very hack and slash. And yeah, it's visceral combat. It feels good to swing your 
your flails around or whatever it is. His blades of chaos. Blades of chaos. All right, then, if you want to get Greek about this. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I was, you know, I thought, you know, if, they've, if they've lifted too much from the classic God of War games, I might find the combat in this game a little bit much. Not at all so far. Uh, I think it's just super fun. And that axe, God, that throwing axe. The Leviathan axe. The Leviathan axe, actually. Yeah, you're right. I do Nerd. remember that. Uh that's a lot of fun. I was also surprised to see that you can use it in puzzle solving as well. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was cool. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm already very much invested, very much enjoying it, and I, I guess I'll, I'll keep you updated in the next podcast or two. Excellent. But I'm getting on with it. But uh, excited to hear how you find it as yeah. you get further into the game. Yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, I'm, that's the game I was talking about in terms of it's you know relatively focused and mm. not. It's not open, open world. Yeah, yeah, it's open linear, exactly. So um, that that's nice for me at the moment as well. Yeah. Excellent. Nice to you find. It's been a while since we last spoke um, mm. in terms of what games have been playing. Mm-hmm. Two weeks, in fact. Yeah, um, ages. I think, I don't know if I'd finished it the last time on the, I was here on the podcast, but I think I've uh, finished Kana, mm-hmm. finally. Um, right, yeah, finished the, the boss and everything. Really enjoyed it. What did you think of the last boss? Um, last piece of this as well. I kind of thought it was a bit of a ball ache. I didn't fig- couldn't figure out what I was doing for a while. And right. then I realized that, oh, it's the things on its back that I have to... Mm. Pew. Um, Pew. I also kind of didn't... I not didn't like, but I thought it was kind of cheap that they took all the rots off me and then immediately gave them back. Yeah, that was a bit weird that they came back so quickly. Like, it was like, first you kind of unlocked like maybe like 10 of them. And then in the next time, you just got them all back anyway. And I was like, okay, this is fine. I, I don't mind. I wasn't a huge fan of the final boss. I, I, um, I didn't like it that much. Mm. Felt like it went on a bit long. Yeah, no, I agree. I didn't mind it, but you make a good point that like, why take the rots away if they're only going to be gone for literally like five minutes? Yeah, yeah. And then back again. I'm not sure that that's a spoiler, just because it's well, it's just it's yeah. just boss, it's just boss stuff. It's yeah. just a mechanic. There's not it's really just, a, it's just boss a big stuff. story moment yeah. or anything. Yeah. Um, I did die at one point, and I didn't know why I died. Like I was on full health, and then suddenly I was just dead and had to start again. And I was a bit like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is fine. Um, but yeah, I finished Kane and I really enjoyed it. I finally collected all of the rots and all of the hats. There was this one final rot that I genuinely oh, yeah. was looking for for like four hours when I couldn't find it. It was under this rock that I had checked so many times and I'd gone through and I'd checked the same rock and I'd gone like, well, I've got this one because the rock is smashed and there's no rot there. So why why would there be a rot there now? And I was like, fine, before I just go do this final boss, I was going to leave without it because I thought it was bugged. I went back and I was looking around all again trying to find it and I walked to this rock and I smashed it and this little white shiny thing popped out and I literally... You little... I, I swore so loud oh. to myself in my in my house um, because I was fuming. I was like, You've I've been, been here so many times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Did you use a guide in the end? Yeah, you did. Yeah, to get all the hats and stuff as well. I used a guide because then I mean, I, it's clever and they're all very obvious once you've got the guide. You'd be like, mm. how did I even miss this? Mm. But um, I had to use a guide. Yeah. Um, but then this week. I was home um, with my partner for a, a, a wedding and then just stayed in Leicester for a couple of days. So we played a quite a lot of co-op games. Um, we played loads of Back for Blood. I oh. really enjoyed it. Oh, really? Great. Yeah, oh, I'm really having a good time. Aren't, but that's um, good. 
it's not as it's not left for dead. Like mm. it's not as good. Don't get me wrong, but for what it is, I really enjoy it. Like it's got some elements of Left for Dead that I kind of wish were still in it. So there's this, you know, how in Left for Dead, I don't know how much you've played of it. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the like big zombies have specific names, yeah. like a boomer, and everyone will go, "Oh my god, a boomer!" And the game will go, "Look out, it's a boomer." In Back for Blood. Every character seems to have a different name for a thing. Oh, and also oh. the thing has a different name. So like they'll say, oh, that's a tall boy. And you'll be like, okay, that's a tall boy. And tall then someone boy. else will go, that's a crusher. And I'm like, is it the same thing or is it a different <laughs> thing? And then you'll get like, look out, it's a boomer. Look out, it's a reeker. And then it would be like, you're covered in reeker guts. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then it'll be like, this is a stalker. And you're like, what do you mean? And the tall boy is actually called a crusher. And I'm like, I don't, what are you talking about? Why would you want so any like, other name than tall boy? Exactly. Yeah. Well, then they'll Clearly say perfect. like, look, uh, look out as a tall boy. And then the thing when you get caught, it'll be like, Ashton's been caught by a crusher. And we're like, what the hell's a crusher? What do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? And then we'll turn around and be like, that's a tall boy. You've told me this is called a tall boy. Everyone shouted it. Turn off your flashlight. It's God. a tall girl. God dang oh, here it. Here she comes. Oh, what here is she that? Comes. What is a tall girl? Um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying it. We were on like halfway through act two because there's four acts in the campaign. Mm. Though act four is like just the one dot. So I think it's just like the main boss ending situation. Right. Um, but we're halfway through uh, act two. I've played it with my boyfriend, with another friend. So three of us playing it. And then I've also played it solo. So you obviously get the other bots to come with you as well. Mm-hmm. Um and there's like added challenges and different cards and stuff that you can unlock that I really like because every time you play a certain level, it's a bit different. Um, you can obviously make it a bit harder and a bit easier. But I really, I really enjoyed playing Back for Blood. To be fair, um, I also played some Orcs Must Die three again because we really quite enjoy that game. Okay. Um, we've been playing it in co-op again, so I don't have you had a chance to play it. In co-op no, I've again. not actually. No, um, I don't. I don't know that many other people outside of you who've got it. Um, so that's okay they're in a friends i suppose yeah <laughs> uh, but also I've, i was saying to ben on the previous podcast i've probably played enough of that game for now I that's think. fair um but uh, yeah i really enjoyed it yeah um we keep getting our ass handed to us mm-hmm. like i don't think we've got above four star uh, three skulls on like most modes we had to take it down to apprentice because mm-hmm. we were getting like one skull every time and not being able to upgrade everything because we were getting up through it like two rift points left and mm-hmm. we were like god too damn it's just too hard um do you want to talk about no no idea no idea um but also this is the last thing i've been playing uh, i've been playing some far cry 6 <gasps> oh, i yeah. played it both in solo the world's best video game and in co-op and it is so much better when you play it co-op my god it's so much more fun um i mean it's not not a fun game but it's more fun when you're playing it in co-op um and we played it with my Ben and he hadn't got past like the first island, but he could still join my, my game. So mm-hmm. he, all he had was Guapo the crocodile. Yeah. And I had a full variety of amigos to hang mm-hmm. out with. And um, we were trying not to do story missions cause they um, don't count towards like his playthrough. So if he did want to play it through on his own, he'd have to do the same mission again. Accidentally like, ended up in a mission we were just doing something else and suddenly the screen went black and we were in the middle of a cutscene. and i was like what what's happening um but we just did the mission and it was fine there's a a clip i retweeted um from my ben of Teresa on the boat just rolling off into the ocean oh, he just so glitched sad. out and he just like rolls off into the sea he swims so quick i know we were we were doing a treasure hunt and um i turned around and i was like 
what is that over there? And he's just paddling across the like so, the ocean. So, so if you don't know, he's a little uh, wing, dog winger dog in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's got a wheelchair, and I, I had I just happened to turn while underwater, and he just went. <laughs> like a little submarine, you just think zooming. He would across. swim slower than a dog. He would. Well, if anything, he's he got should not be able speed. to swim. Like he would just sink. Don't yeah. let him near the water. But this like, is not safe. He watches place little legs go in the water. It's and the game is so pretty. Like if there's one thing you can give Far Cry Six, it is a gorgeous game. I've um, had some interesting bugs. Yeah, in I know that you've graphics, been playing so. in co-op, but yeah, I've really enjoyed playing it in co-op, and um, I'm still not past like the first bit of the main island because there's just so much to do. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. Hmm. Ben, what have you been playing this week? I've also been playing Far Cry 6. Yes. So buggy. It is so, so buggy. buggy. There's a texture on your co-op partner's face for like sweat. And they're like, you know, they're a bit shiny. Mm. For me, on several occasions now, the further away I get, the more the sweat texture just mutates into this like war paint of just white streaks across the model's face. Weird. I have several photos and video clips of this on my console. It's just not right. <laughs> Something is really wrong with this game and they are that. not fixing it. My favorite bug that I had this week though, which I mentioned in the office, mm -hmm. was that I took off in a helicopter, landed on my co-op partner, which pushed him through the ground. He then fell forever in the void. You can only get so far away from your co-op partner until one of you just dies and spawns next to them. Mm. So I just died. Spawned under the map with him. Continued to just, just fall forever um, until suddenly everything went completely black. And then I was on a very, 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 very low poly rooftop with like no textures at all. And I could bear, I could mash the X button to jump, but I wasn't really jumping. I was just sort of going, ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. couldn't move. And it was, turns out it was loading in the world around me. I checked the map and I was right in the center of the the hardest area of the game, which I'm assuming I'm not allowed back to until much later. It's mm. where you start the game and I'm assuming where the game ends, which is where Castillo is based and all that kind of mm. stuff. And they just spawned me in the center of the city. On the other side of the map, because I fell through the world. I don't understand. I mean, the game's fun, but not a minute goes by without something <laughs> just fundamentally wrong happening. Like yeah. an affront to, to God and games in general. <laughs> Have you done any of the special expeditions? What are those? So there's a someone, when you get to like the first camp, you can go and speak to Lola, who's this like taxi driver. And they're co-op missions that you can redo at different difficulties to unlock guns and equipment and stuff but they're self-contained missions so it takes you out of the map and puts you in oh, a different area no, I haven't and you basically have to go and collect this explosive from um the bad people and the explosive counts up when it's in the sun so if it gets too hot it'll explode so you've got to stay in the shade or put it under like water sources that you kind of encounter as you go through the map um to make sure that it doesn't explode as you go through the game or through the like area but the first one that you can do one of the like first ones you unlock is like in like a dinosaur park there's all these big dinosaur statues mm. and like a nice open field and I was, it's actually really fun but that's actually a really interesting part that of the game so if you play it again i recommend doing a special mm. expedition it's just um, overstuffed Far yeah Cry there's a lot in it over, there's 100%. so many things that, to do yeah it's just it's ridiculous and so we're just forging through the missions yeah. as fast as we and can it's also when you just happen to encounter a random man on the street who's like 
oh, did you know about this thing? Yeah, there's and this guy in a cowboy you. hat who's just following me around the world. Yeah. Just, like, I'll, I'll pull over at the side of the road and he'll come walking down a path. And it's yeah. like, oh God, he's here again. Yeah, and he's got an exhibition he won't back leave me head. alone. And he's he'll like just Preston Garvey from Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. He just, well, it, it, oh, just appears. It doesn't stop. And he just tells you about something else on the map that you could that you could, should go just and do. Me alone. And you're like, oh my God, why do you, why don't you just tell me? Just why have you got to find this random alone. man on the streets to tell me? I think Far Cry 6 is crap, but I'm really, really enjoying it <laughs> yeah. for all the wrong reasons. It's good crap. It is good crap. Uh, played a bit of Warzone. First mm. time jumping into that in a while. Uh, they have a mode at the moment, which is basically shotguns and snipers only, right. which was really fun. It yeah. felt like time splitters yeah. in a way. Uh, won that. Just so good at games. Uh, played a tiny bit more of Hell Let Loose, which I was talking about last week. Yeah. Had a terrible time with that and turned it off almost immediately just mm. died and then had to sprint for like five literal minutes to get back to the front line died again which oh, i can't be asked i have to be in a very special mood set to enjoy hell let loose i think uh, i resubscribed to playstation now to oh. finish off <gasps> gravity rush 2 wow it wasn't worth it uh-huh. that game massively outstays its welcome and I'm so sad that I spent £8 to finish it off because it it wasn't worth it. I was just getting really frustrated. It's almost all combat and the combat is the worst part of Gravity Rush because Uh. the controls are not good and the camera's not good and um, kind of ruined my entire experience with that game. I still think it's great and I would be very interested in a sequel if they ever did one. But uh, yeah, the the final portion of that game is just, it should have just ended. Should have just ended already. There's so many games that you just think like, why did? What was the quota that made you continue making this? Why game? did it keep going? It like, ended, why didn't you just stop? And then there was an additional bit that goes on for like three more hours. Well, I keep uh... seeing Plague Tale on my dashboard on the <laughs> PS5. I'm like, oh, one day, <laughs> one but day I'll get warned off. Maybe eventually. Finally, the last oh. thing I've played this week, which I can't go into any detail on, mm. is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Indeed. which we are fortunate enough to get an early code for. I will be streaming it uh, next week on release day oh. uh, for, for everybody who wants to come along and watch. Um, I think I am probably allowed to say that I love it very, very, very much. Probably um, allowed to say. I've only played a couple of hours, but we'll do a full quip scope. I think that's uh, Monday is the uh, embargo for that. So we'll have some coverage out on Monday for people who are interested in our full thoughts. But uh, until then, I'm just going to be playing as much as possible. Yeah, I'm going to give it a go over the weekend. I didn't get code. A session. Well, Well, I have nothing to say to that. We can't always get... The fact that we I'm got joking. two... I'm joking. Maybe you're not allowed one. Yeah, we were lucky to get two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we really were. But that's all I've been playing. Let's move on to question mm. two. Yes. Question two comes from Charlie Brain. Hey, Bap. Thanks for answering my question in your big discussion last week. Did you, was it a good question? Yeah, it was a good question. Yeah, it was great. It was all the better for you not being there. Mm. Cool. <laughs> Here's cool. a new one for you to ponder with your big Charlie Brains. What is your least enjoyed video game theme right now? For me, it's zombies and has been for a long time as I just find them dull and repetitive and there are only so many places you can you can go with them, so to speak. What about you guys? Is there a specific villain class that you're not a fan of or a theme of a game that you're a bit tired of? Or do you still love everything and like different publishers' takes on them? Thanks and keep up the ever-loving, the ever-loving work that you guys do as it's all brilliant. Uh-huh. Thank you, Charlie Brain. Thank you, Charlie, Charlie Brain. Brain. Look at the brain on Charlie. Wow. Mm. It's big, huge. Big Charlie big Brain. Check a look Charlie Brain big energy. Um, I have an answer that's actually kind of Charlie Brain adjacent in that I don't, it's not specifically zombies that I'm tired of, although mm. I can totally understand why someone would be. Mm. But I'm actually a bit sick of post-apocalyptic games. Um, mm. Now, when I see a, a post-apocalyptic game, it has to be something 
really tempting. It has to have something else about it. That can't be the lead. That yeah. can't be the the draw. You know, Last of Us Part Two. I played for the story and the characters. I wanted to know what had happened um, after Last of Us Part One. Uh, but you know, uh, Bio Mutant is a good example of something where I think I would have enjoyed it far more if it hadn't been set in a place that was just full of like tarmac roads and pylons and skyscrapers mm. like that was a, a sort of interesting game in terms of playing as those little little cat characters and you know they had some really cool monster designs and stuff like that and a quite interesting lore as well i thought like deep down um but i just found it a bit boring to be running around just another overgrown city i just mm. feel like i've been to so many overgrown cities now in games and I've, I've just sort of had enough of them for a little bit um so yeah that's something that i could i could do without for now um and as i say it's, it's zombie adjacent because generally yeah. zombie games take place in those settings yeah. but not always i agree with you mm -hmm. i think that's a really good shout because i do think there's so many games we just like did it need to be on this post-apocalyptic like earth couldn't mm. we have just like had it on a nice new planet or somewhere completely different and just have it as its own thing of this is just how the world works um one of the things that i really just don't get and i can't get behind is all of like mundane task simulator games mm. like power washing simulator like lawn mowing simulator big shop simulator, big shop simulator. i just can't get behind. i just can't get it like i don't understand it it's so uninteresting to me and i couldn't imagine doing these things in real life i don't want to mow my lawn i don't want to power wash something Though actually, when I did do it that one time, it was quite fun. But I did end up covered in mud. So that is, I guess, why... I was just going to say, some of them fun. seem satisfying to me. Like power yeah. washing, I can understand why people like that game. But stuff like um, the trucking simulator ones, mm. those don't even look... If, if they'd done like a really impressive... Uh, you know, photorealistic world. Yeah. I might be somewhat interested to like drive around. Like different... flight simulator. Sorry. Yeah, like flight sim. Yeah, exactly. Flight if they'd sim. done trucking simulator like that, where the world is actually quite spectacular, then I might be interested to just see like, you know, what it's like to, to play those games. But when I see footage of those, they kind of look not very good. You just, mm. you're just on a motorway that looks a bit like my first Unity project. Like it's, <laughs> it looks like it's uh, shovelware sometimes, I think. I want there to be a story mode. Yeah. I want to be able to pull over at a services and have there be RPG mechanics where you have to manage your weight. And Call your, your wife. And your needs. Yeah. Like, I need a Wii and I need to sleep. Mm -hmm. well, you most... pull over in a lay-by, this area is a, is a target for crime. Yeah. So you don't want to pull over here mm. or... Vandals might try and break into the. Back I know the Burger King trailer. shot. How's Down that the Burger happen? King, got to go to the crappy to, food court. Yeah. Oh. I might have to wee in a bottle. Yeah. What, what are you going to do with your wee bottle? Oh, yeah. Amazon Throw DLC. It out the window. Oh no! All the all the European drivers have gone. You've mm. got to you've got to pick up the slack, bud. But your yeah. wage isn't going anywhere. No. No. Damn, you've there's shortages your wife. for Christmas. You haven't seen her in three weeks, and she's worried about you because you haven't come home but in a long time. Queuing around the block for petrol that's, in London, block for so. that's another part of the story: is that maybe you don't have a wife, and you you is the relationships you build on the road. You're like yeah. you're doom scrolling through Tinder as you pull over as you drive in a, in a lane by, yeah, <laughs> as you drive. Uh, that's what I want. That would be interesting mm -hmm. to me. But mm. yeah, I wouldn't. I would never play one of those games. No. And also controversial the fact that I said I was really enjoying back for blood i too am a bit like zombie games <laughs> it's weird because zombie games like reached critical mass about 10 years ago yeah. and yeah. it felt like it feels like 
people stopped being tired of them, but the number of zombie games did not go down. There's been the exact same amount of zombie games. Yeah. Dead Island was probably the the point where mm. it was like, no thanks. Mm. Maybe enough. it was um, what's the one that everyone loves that I really didn't like? Uh, Dead, Dying Light. Dying Light. Dying That's light. it. Dying Light. Couldn't get into Second that. Second one's coming Everyone out loved soon, that. Um, I, I, I think, feel like Dying yeah. Light was a bit of an upswing for people. It's like, oh, an interesting it's got, it's, it's it's got a USP, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what you need. Like I say, for me with the post-apocalyptic stuff, I have to be playing it for something else. It's not. I'm not there for the apocalypse. Like Horizon is set in a post-apocalyptic world, but, but that's not really necessarily enemies. the whole point. Yeah, it's yeah. got all of the robots and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think zombies. I think if you're just gonna, you know, be like, oh, we're in a zombie apocalypse, like. Resi one two three four had zombies in it. Um, did Resi one have Resi, Resi four? Didn't have Resi four had well? Um, okay, they weren't zombies. They were parasite. They were basically people, zombies. Zombies. Yeah. Um, they don't call them zombies anymore. Okay. No. It's passe. Oh yes. Mm. Um, but like, I do think that you know you can give them a different name. Like in Back for Blood, they're called the Ridden. They're not mm. called the zombies. Freakers in uh, uh, what's uh, that's really good PlayStation game that I've gotten. The re- the one where you're on the motorbike, the riding one. De- Dying. Da- no. 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 Uh, dead. No. See, Days gone. Too Days many. gone. Yeah, it was a D. Yeah. yeah. D well, gone. there was a, yeah. a a Mimi going around this week. You might have seen. I don't know if it was a Vine or a, or a not a Vine. A TikTok. Flipping tip. A TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok or a YouTube video is what I meant. I don't. Uh, but it was uh, just. Um, it was just called something like when zombie fiction writers don't want to use the word zombie. And it's just a supercut of this man going, look out, there are flippers over there. And yeah. stuff, you know, and it just goes on and on. Yeah. He's going, oh, shamblers are coming. Uh, and it's true. No one says yeah. zombies anymore. Everyone no. knows what they are. Yeah. Zombies. Do you not have popular culture in your universe? Where That's what I think. If you're in The Walking Dead and, and there are corpses walking around, you'll be like, there are zombies. That but is what zombie. are they if not zombies? They're walkers, apparently. Yeah. But I do understand where Charlie's coming from, and I do have to agree. I think the only reason that I think Back for Blood and Left for Dead do so well is they don't take themselves too seriously. Like mm. you're running through an area and you're shooting, but the characters are just making stupid comments yeah. the whole way through, and it's kind of fine. Each of the loading screens and like levels for Left for Dead was like a B movie horror. Poster. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Starring, yeah. and it says all your. Well, like in, in Back for Blood, like, there's a level where you're just hanging out in a bar with the jukebox playing, and you have to just kill them while like good music's just playing on the background. It's like Shaun of the Dead, isn't it, or something? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, yeah, like Shaun of the Dead, but in game form. But then Mm. you get things like Last of Us, which do it really well. But then there's just so many other ones. And like, you struggled to name two because they're so similar to all of the two each other. Dead, dying, days, days, dead, someone's dead. Yeah. Blood, all that sort of stuff. What about you, Ben? Well, What are you tired of? I know that I've just played and platinum near automata mm. but i would argue before i make my point here that uh <laughs> that was me sort of bowing to pressure because the amount of praise that game has i think mm. sets it apart and there will always be exceptions to the rule obviously as with the last of us as yeah. with horizon and so on and so forth so i'm inherently put off by games that feature anime lady with big sword yes or don't anime want, boy not, with big hair not yeah. interested and big yeah. just don't want just don't want any part of it if it's not part of a franchise that i'm already familiar with then it's gonna have to do a lot to sell me on it totally mm. agree. i'm just i have a gut reaction where it's just my brain 
shuts down. It's like the Windows XP logging off noise <laughs> every time we watch one of these conferences and there's anime lady with yeah. big sword. I'm just it's because oh, like it's not just from oversaturation of that type. It's because you know it's going to have a weird story and you know the dialogue is going to be like strange and yeah. you, you just know what you're comes not going to understand that. what's going yeah. on the whole yeah. time. It's going to be pretentious. It's gonna. Some gonna of it will be like good. It'll have probably outfit. a cool soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Probably have some interesting combat, maybe. But yeah, it, it, there's a lot of baggage with that. It's it, yeah. It's gonna work very hard to win me over. Mm. Uh, on top of that, just uh, these are just sort of buzzwords that turn me off mm. about games. Okay. <clears throat> Live service. Yeah. No. Daily rewards. No. Battle pass. No. Pixel art side scroller. Right. Oh, okay. Biggest world we've ever made. Okay, no, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> oh, Take that back. <laughs> Going back to pixel art side scroller, d- d- there are some phenomenal indie games that are pixel art, and I know f- for you know budget reasons, often pixel art is the way that a lot of studios mm-hmm. have to go. But that's not to say that pixel art can't be beautiful and amazing in its own right, because it can. Games with pixel art can be amazing, but again, with these conferences, when I see a game of a certain type that's pixel art, that usually a side scroller, maybe a bullet hell maybe sort of a super meat boy binding of isaac style mm. looking game i just i'm just not i'm not there i'm not there well, for again, that at all it's that thing isn't it where there's only so much time so many so many games so little time i ain't spending any yeah. time on it yeah exactly and you have to sometimes you have to just have those those shortcuts to like yeah. swipe left or right as it were mm. like, so, it, we talked about yes the, no the sort of average scores in a previous podcast of like what's what's our threshold mm. for playing a game and for me it's usually like 80 plus yeah and again I think we got some some flack for that. It's it's not I that really I don't look at scores to be honest. I don't play games. Uh, it's not that I don't play any games under a review score of eighty. It's just that with limited time, you have to pick and choose mm. where you spend. Yeah, you're not saying sub eighty is a bad game. Yeah, absolutely not. It's just that's the threshold for me for you know generally deciding which games I do and don't want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it varies. There's there's no hard and fast rule on any of this. No. It, it all you know it's all on a case by case basis. But generally speaking, if I see or hear any of those things, <laughs> I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. It, that I'm that's you. that's removed me from the equation usually. Yeah, it's, it's for something. Hello, time eight for something eight. strange called weird news. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. If you find some weird gaming news, you can tweet it to us or send it to us on Facebook or wait until the post goes out during sort of early in the week, isn't it? It usually goes mm. out Tuesday or something Tuesday like that. Tuesday normally. Mm-hmm. And if you just leave it in the comments or in the replies, we can uh, pick your news story, maybe give you a shout out as well. Yeah, it's uh, one way you can contribute to the podcast, but another way you can contribute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is by being a podcast producer, which oh. is uh, a reward available over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Uh, this week, our podcast producers, thank you, are Matt Barger, James Carmichael, Sean Legg, Trick24, Evan Bredenbach, Braden, sorry, Evan, Evan, and Fred Cartwright, otherwise known as G.Y. Goliath, Ellie Nicholas, Hutcher10, Melody L. Bonnet, Harrison Kalman, Dylan, oh, there's more, Gabrielle Philippine, wait, 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 there we are. Um, Thank you very much to our podcast producers. I'm also concerned that Matt Bar- Barger, maybe Barger, probably is Barger. Matt. Occupational Brian surname, Mark. I think. Thanks, Matt. Um, thank you, Matt. So sorry. Appreciate you all. Um, going back to what Ben was saying earlier, thank you to Jonathan uh, Wong for uh, providing this story on the Facebook post, I believe. This is uh, according to metro.co.uk. Mm. Who say KFC trolls back for blood for being a quote cheap copy? This was cruel, wasn't it? Insomniac seemed... comes to the defense. Oh, part of uh, yeah, part this, part. this seemed mean. just a bit me. Yeah. yeah, just really just... strange. And that for this what? Had been done. Like it was so weird. Like, it's like, all right, silence, silence brand yeah. for a start. Like the meme silence brand, but also. Come on. Why? That's kind of the story. Calm down, Colonel. It's not weird that KFC have commented on a gaming thing because they do have a bit of a gaming presence on social media. Mm. But it's weird that it's really strange that they just chose to do this. Yeah. Um, So this is uh, according to Game Central on Metro. Um, That appears to be the author. I think they just, they don't credit their authors. They're all part of Game Central. So there you go. Uh, Here we go. The home of Colonel Sanders has Colonel Sanders has decided to troll Turtle Rock and their new game Back for Blood in one of the strangest Twitter fights ever. This week's that was all in bold. That was the subheading, and now we're probably <laughs> going to say that exact fra- uh, paragraph again. Yeah. yeah. This week's launch of Back for Blood has been a slightly confused affair, with the multiplayer-focused game being impossible to properly review before launch, but it's not attracted any particularly negative press until KFC decided to pick a fight with it for no apparent reason. Using the KFC Gaming Twitter account, a message was tweeted out comparing the box art of Left for Dead and Back for Blood with the message, Every Masterpiece Has Its Cheap Copy. I'm not even sure if that's accurate. I think they were talking about the game as a whole, not just the box art. Yeah, I would say they but. they showed mm. a photo of the. They box showed art, the box but art, but they, they were clearly were talking about the game. These yeah. games are anyway. Come right. on, Back for Blood is a spiritual sequel to Left for Dead by original developer Turtle Rock. Although whether KFC was aware of that when they sent their tweet is unclear. I think they probably were. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'd like to think so. Their trolling worked though, apparently, and Turtle Rock was compelled to reply with a tweet that reads. <laughs> 11 herbs and spices and still no taste. Nice. That is a good comeback. That's a good clapback there. This in uh, turn drew support from Spider-Man developer Insomniac Games with the message, hey, 
We think you're great. Oh, insomniac, insomniac are also quite active on social media recently, just saying nice things to other people. That's I've lovely. Noticed. What are they hiding? Yeah, yeah what, have what, they they, what have they done? What have they done? Check under the the bed. Mm. Yeah. What is it? Check in the check the bodies. The closet. There's definitely the some skeletons. Yeah. That's interesting because it not only shows that developers are sticking up for each other, but Insomniac are rumored to be working on a secret multiplayer project, and it may well be that they've been playing, paying special attention to Turtle, Wo- Tur- Turtle Rock's work <laughs> recently. Yep. Sounds like me reading it. Yeah, I Turtle know. Walks, Turtle Rock's work, work recently. recently. Turtle Rock's work recently. That's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, KFC Gaming is a marketing ploy that's been going on for a while now, with the fast food firm even going so far as to release a Colonel Sanders dating sim on Steam. Remember that? There was also a strange marketing stunt that pretended pretended they were launching their own console. They I mean, did, they though. did actually. They did do Metro, that. come on. Uh, complete <laughs> with built-in chicken fryer. The console has, you'll be shocked to find, not yet been released. I right, so were they pretending or did existed. they... Yeah, I think that... I don't know what Metro is talking about. I don't know. Anyway, that's the Metro. This is you. a bad look for KFC Gaming. It's a bad look for Metro. We have, a bad look for <laughs> Metro too. Whose presence we have been amused by, but ultimately tolerating. Yeah. Mm. But if they're just going to start attacking things people like for no reason, that's really weird. Yeah. What a strange choice. And it's not even like... To say it's a cheap copy, you could... That would be slightly more justified and still a dick move, but slightly more justified if it was just a completely different studio who were like, oh, we really like Left 4 Dead. We're going to do a spiritual successor. But, you know, when you've got the same people working on two games, Mm. uh, you know, it'd be like saying to Ukulele, oh, it's a bit of a a rip off of Banjo this, isn't it? Come on. (laughs) Banjo Kazooie just being ripped off. Or time splitters. (laughs) Someone's trying a bit hard. Golden eye much. Exactly. (laughs) Same people. What are you talking (laughs) about? They made the game. It's It's not a cheap coffee. What, nearly 10 years since Left 4 Dead 2? Mm. Come on. Mm. Strange. Really weird. Very odd. Really strange decision. Thank you, Jonathan, for submitting that. Thank you. Great. I've gone rogue for the first time and found my own news. Oh, Normally I, I search it, but there was a lot of posts about the um, Doom plays on Twitter and I categorically couldn't get my head around it. And right. I didn't want to read out a, a news article that I had that. no idea yeah. what it was. I just couldn't understand it. Um, bit thick, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fine. We thick. still love her. It's okay. Um, just this, a moron, but yeah. that's fine. <laughs> This comes from Kotaku and Mike Fahey. 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 Um, <laughs> and it says, please don't ever change this nightmare-inducing Switch icon. And then the subheading says, not sure which is scarier, Murder House, the game, or Murder House, the Switch icon. Did you just see it pop up on my screen for context? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Why does it zoom on, on its own? I don't like that. Have they turned it into a GIF? I think they've turned it into a, a GIF. There's a GIF embedded in the article mm-hmm. that zooms in on it. There'll be a link in the description. <laughs> um, Switch owners like their game icons to be a certain way. They want bright colors and sharp looking art. They also prefer the game's logo to be present in some way, shape, or form. What many of them don't seem to like is slightly blurry, slightly blurry, eyeless terror rabbits, and I can't see the problem, and neither can the rabbit. Technically, um, the game, the game this cuddly monstrosity represents is Murder House from mostly one-man development studio Puppet Combo. Developer Bendetto Ben Kokosa has a thing for the '80s VHS slasher movies and retro low-poly survival horror games. Murder House is a news is an 
It's about a news crew breaking into a mansion of the Easter Ripper, a notorious rabbit-themed serial killer, to shoot a haunted house story. Unfortunately for them, it turns out the Easter Ripper's reported death might not have might not have stuck. In <laughs> womp, fact, womp. he might be in the mansion with them, picking Ugh. them off one by yeah, one. Classic, really? classic mistake. Mm. Uh. Murder House was released on Steam last year, where it enjoys overwhelmingly positive reviews. It came to Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation just last week. Look at it next to the Animal Crossing thing as well. It's, <laughs> it's really horrible. quite something. <laughs> it's really um, horrible. That's an animal but I this, do not want to no, cross. me neither. <laughs> Good. But this isn't about the game. This is about the icon. It certainly stands out among the other Switch games I regularly play whenever whenever i come across it i find myself pausing briefly as if trapped inside the bunnies the blurry bunnies hollow eye sockets it looks especially wrong next to animal crossing new horizons do i smell a crossover god i hope not or so i'm not sure mm. it's so disturbing that at least one player took at least one player took to twitter one. to request the developer change the horrendous murder oh, house no. nintendo switch icon further suggesting that they add the game's logo at least so it doesn't look like a cheap mobile game icon Puppet Combo <laughs> Puppet Combo responded with a succinct no. Oh. <laughs> no. We reached out to developer Ben Kokoza uh, for a comment on the negative icon reaction. And we'll update should we have anything to add. But for now, the no seems pretty definite. Mm. So. It does look like a cheap mobile game. It it's does. not yeah. a good logo. To be fair. That's um, no, good. I was surprised when he said it released to great success. Mm. Oh, okay. Hmm. People bought that. Yeah, it's not, based on the image. Not rubbish. Well, that might not have been the image on Twitch, to be fair. But no, it is on Steam and I uh, and on Switch, and I think it's funny. Mm. Ben, ben, hello. News. I've also got my own weird news. It's, it was a pretty weak, weak week for weird news, weak just week. in general, mm. not from the not from, the not from the submissions at all. <laughs> just generally speaking, there wasn't a huge amount out there. So I've got some Vladimir Putin news. Oh, it's from PC Gamer and Andy Chalk. I hope it's gaming related. Not Vladimir, just. Putin yes, Vladimir Putin says uh, Peter Austin has the best hair in the business. Oh my god! Congrats, Strong. Vladimir Putin! Congratulates Russian Dota Two team for World Championship win. Team Spirit, which beats Chinese team PSG LGD this weekend, is the first Eastern European team to win the Dota 2 Championship in a decade. Moscow-based Team Spirit claimed the crown at the International 2021 this weekend, earning a prize payout of more than $18 million in the process, the biggest in esports history. The team also got an official letter of congratulations from the Russian President Vladimir Putin. Congratulations on your... I'm not going to do that. 18 million <laughs> Congratulations on you your well-deserved victory at the International 2021, the Dota 2 World Championship, Putin wrote in a message posted at kremlin.ru via mm. Google Translate. For the first time in history, the Russian team of the Team Spirit Club won these prestigious competitions. Well done! <laughs> on the way to the final, you demonstrated outstanding leadership qualities and solidarity, and in the decisive duel, which became a real test of skill and character, you managed to concentrate and seize the initiative from strong opponents at the most crucial moment. They have proven in practice that our esportsmen are always goal-oriented. Esportsmen is brilliant. <laughs> are always goal-oriented and capable of conquering any peaks. Much I like the nation of Russia. My God, I love that he's written this like they've just won a war. It's amazing. Well, th this is the thing. That's the weird aspect of it because I feel like there's a lot of uh, prejudice and perhaps uh, assumptions, rightly and wrongly, about the, uh, the Russian people and Russian government. And I just thought it was really... It just seemed very weird to me that <laughs> to see Vladimir Putin even in the same sphere as yeah. video e games or eSports and, as you say, celebrating it like it's a big 
a victory for the nation of Russia. Yeah. 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 Just, wow. just, just weird. Just a bit strange. It goes on to talk about how sporting contests have been used, you know, in, in many ways for political reasons in the mm. past, especially being between America and, and Russia and so on and so forth. Yeah. But, uh, you know, esports aren't real sports. So, um, <laughs> just, just, they just are say, e-sportsmen. Just say, they they're are e-sportsmen. e-sportsmen or esports women, mm. but esports aren't real sports. So let's just, just put a bit of Unless you've seen a VR league, because they're pretty crazy when they do their are they? esports. They're like all on the ground, crawling. With these See, I would watch on. that. It's good. It's good that. to watch. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. That was interesting. Bring on, because you yeah. don't normally don't normally hear uh, much from old Putin. <laughs> Sorry, much from old Putin. <laughs> you don't, you don't often Putin. hear much from old Putin, especially regarding <laughs> esports. So I thought that was a fun, weird little thing to bring along. Mm. Yeah, uh, and maybe broaden our horizons a little. Thanks, you know, Ben. The fact that you know, there's, Thanks, uh, there's, 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 it exists in this space as well. Should we move on to? a Another question. Yeah, sure. I think this is supposed to be me, isn't it? Yeah, yeah can you tell. Yeah, can black. You read it? It's yeah. Question three is what it's well. uh, This is from Gregor's or Gregor's 25, who says, As it is the spooky month, <gasps> I thought I would ask a spooky adjacent question. What is a non spooky game that's really got you? And equally, which spooky game hasn't affected you at all? Mine would be the Man Bat Jump Scare in Arkham Knight. That's pretty mm. terrifying. And Scree. Oh, and Resident <laughs> Evil 3 Remake. Love you guys and all of your brilliant content. We love you too, Gregors. Thank you, Gregors. Uh, <laughs> for me, a game that uh, is supposed to be spooky and has not got me at all, mm. and I found ridiculous, is Outlast Two. I've mm-hmm. not been. There may have been like one jump scare or something. Yeah, that purely it's just loud noises. Yeah, purely yeah, from yeah. the shock Surprise. of the loud noise. Yeah, I'm afraid I can't say that because there's a video evidence of me going no, 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 and running away. So well, you right. did get us through that area super quick. So <laughs> I just was, sprinted through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe there is video evidence of me going. Oh, that's a bit. Oh, I don't like that. But I'm really, you know, I've not gone home and thought. Ooh. Outlast 2 might get me tonight, whereas some spooky games, if they're spooky enough, I will kind of, if I'm in a dark room, think, "Uh, mm, hope it's not real. Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or or equivalent. Um, But a non-spooky game that I have found spooky and still kind of find pretty disturbing to this day, because I was a kid at the time, but it was still kind of inherently scary, was um, Treasures of the Deep, which Mm. is a PS1 game where you are a treasure hunter who goes through the ocean. Um, It's basically like uh, uh, a first-person... It's it's a bit like a first-person shooter game where you have three axes of movement. You know, like, there are... Particularly on the PC in, like, the the 90s, there were games where you would fly around as a ship and you can, like, look in all directions and stuff. Okay. It's a bit like that, but it's just underwater. Um, And you can play in third-person as well. But you're simply going around these reefs or like sunken temples and things like that. And you're taking out like underwater pirates and submarines and sharks and stuff like that. But um, there was a demo of the game on uh, Demo 1 or one of the versions of Demo 1. There were different games on different versions. Mm -hmm. But uh, that had Mission 2 on the demo. And it had the entire mission available to you. And you are just going for this shipwreck. And you have to make your way all the way through this, like, reef. And you get to the shipwreck. And you have to get in there and take the gold and then leave. But inside the shipwreck, there is an eel that is about 
I don't know, 30 feet long. It's it's bigger than this room. That's a moray. It is a, it's actually a giant moray eel. Um, that's what its in-game name is. That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, and it's absolutely horrible. It makes growling noises. Uh, uh, it's like the one from uh, Super Mario 64. Yeah, it's a big spook one. But it's not as comical and cartoony as that. It's like anatomically correct. Uh, and it, it just really uh, taps into that fear that a lot of people have of the deep sea and monsters that are in it and as the game goes on it gets more and more out there so the second uh boss that you fight is um a giant octopus um but then the third thing that you fight is in as i say it's in a a sunken temple i think and everything's all green and foggy and you can't really see and it's like a it's it's like a kind of cthulhu style its name is like kind of thing and it's this sort of it looks a bit like a pterodactyl but it's underwater and so the game just gets more and more crazy as it goes on and it no longer is about just human pirates swimming around and like actual sharks it's suddenly like this monster and uh you at the end you like encounter neptune who i think is not actually a baddie but mm. you know it suddenly it kind of jumps the shark or <laughs> swims <laughs> past it if you will yeah uh and yeah. and goes all strange but really kind of a spooky game mm. yeah god mm. Ashton. sorry i completely zoned out while you were talking i was really trying to listen and then i just got distracted by the idea of a big eel yeah uh and just thought about that so <laughs> i'm Fair sorry I had the same problem. I should just say, actually, I had the same problem with Beyond Blue, which is that game mm. that came out like a year or so ago yeah. and is purely meant to be about nature. Just, just chill. It's meant to be pretty chill. But I swam over this reef over the edge and suddenly it was just black underneath mm. me. It was like deep, deep sea. And there was this sound of like a... There's this whole storyline of like underwater drilling that's like scaring the whales. Yeah. And as I swam over this like just void i heard this really loud like and like it made me want to like put my legs onto my chair i was like oh no i don't like that at all don't enjoy that and that was like one of the most disturbing experiences i've had in games for years purely because of that whole like ocean fear that i have and many people have oh. yeah the ocean is a scary place yeah um so i a game that hasn't like scared me that's meant to be spooky I kind of don't know if I'm like if I'm I'm following all the rules here because I have there's a game called The Medium which came out a couple yeah. months ago that is a potentially a horror game um and you get followed by this big gangly creature and I wasn't scared of the creature when I was playing the game but then one night I had a lucid dream where the big creature just kind of walked into my room and that really freaked me out oh. um but that wasn't yeah. while the game was happening that was like you know my subconscious just bringing that up in the middle of the night um but in terms of games that I actually got really spooked out by and I I don't know if this counts because a plague tale is I, I guess slightly of a spooky adjacent game like yeah, it's well, about you've got rats. a horror game there would you yeah, it's gothic, no, I wouldn't but... call it but I remember like when Plague Tales like first started and like suddenly there was just all these rats that were really freaking me out. I remember just being a bit like this, like, ooh, and you, know, you just feel that hole mm. in your body, just like, I don't want to be here. Um, but then I quickly got past that. <laughs> After I'd encountered thousands and thousands of rats, I was like, okay, this isn't going to stop. We're just going to keep yeah, going Yeah, I need to this. get used to this. Um, but also a game that kind of made me feel like that 
tension stress that you kind of feel when you're playing some horror games of like they're psychologically messing with your brain is control it's not like a spooky game but there was a couple of points in it where i was a bit like this is kind of scary like i'm kind of freaked out by this and i kind of like have i'm worried about what's going to happen when i open this next door and Mm -hmm. obviously the color palette of it is very much like blacks and reds and grays so it's quite kind of like muted and then suddenly something big and horrible will appear and you're like this is nasty there's a bit in like I don't know if it's the Alan Wake DLC or if oh, it's the Alan Wake the... DLC was quite scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a big, again, a big creature that kind of is like following you through this area. And that is quite scary because um, it's quite a lot of times where they just turn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did it too. Yeah. Um, where they just turn all the lights off and you have to try. If you're in the dark, this creature will just get you because when it's in the light, it can't. And that's quite scary. Um, so, yeah, control is one of the guns that kind of freaked me out a bit. Mm. Well, it's not actually that spooky. Hmm. But I was reasonably spooked by the Order 1886. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it a launch game for PS4? Very early on, anyway. It's early, it yeah. Um, and there's a bit in that because it's set in ye olde London, sort of Victorian times. Mm. 1886. 18, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. And, uh, wow, uh, you got told, Ben. You're hunting uh, li- lichens and that kind of stuff. You're like... Boys. Yeah, you'll wear boys and women and you'll part a load of round table and that. Mm. And you bump into Nikola Tesla and stuff. It's all sort of alternate history. But it's really cool. I really like the setting. And I enjoyed the story too. Gameplay mm. was terrible though, which is such a shame. Yeah. And now I think they're making mobile games. They were purchased by someone. Yeah. The developer was. I really want them to make another game just in that universe. And it, it feels like it would be job. a waste. Yeah, it feels yeah. Like it's such wasted potential. Mm. However, there was a bit where you're chasing a werewolfy lichen thing through uh, an abandoned hospital, an abandoned old hospital. No. And there's a bit where you're with one of your other round table lads, and they go in one direction. Like, right, you go, you go check down there, and it's literally you look down. The staircase, the stairs are all busted, so it's a one-way trip, and it's just, it's just blood, mm. like everywhere, and it's pitch black. You know, like I, I saw that and thought, really, really, really don't want to go down there. I really don't want to go down there. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, that game has some spooky themes, but it's not a horror game. No, it's yeah. The imagination. Mm. And then, of course, when I was a child, I was terrified by the opening of Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Uh, not the not Sephiroth killing everyone, not the blood everywhere, not the impaling of the giant snake, but Aerith's polygonal face being illuminated by Mako energy and the music fading in and that opening sequence scared the crap out of me. Really, really frightened me. Mm-hmm. Really frightened. No idea why. Really scared me. Uh, however, some horror games that have not affected me in the slightest. The Dark Pictures Anthology. Yeah. Not scary. Not no. really. They're just loud sometimes. Mm. Uh, and equally... I would say the first few Resident Evil games, uh, the ones that I've played. So Resi 3 Remake wasn't that scary. Uh, Resident Evil 1 Remake wasn't that scary either. Uh, Revelations, <laughs> Revelations 2, not not scary at all. Mm. I don't uh, think Village was that scary, to be fair. Uh, I'm trying to think through the only bit the scariest that was, bits. The doll bit was a bit... Oh, yeah, the, 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 doll, baby the baby bit was out. the yeah. only bit that I was like... I found that genuinely disturbing. Quite disgusting. Yeah. But every, all the rest of the game, I don't remember being like... No. Scared. But I think the last two certainly have brought the horror back to the franchise. Seven, definitely, Seven I was, think. was pretty scary. It was pretty scary. Yeah. But uh, there we are. Those are my answers. Should we move on to the big discussion? Let's I do think the it's big time, discussion. It's time for the big discussion.
Big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Harold Bobbert Hawking, who says, What's your biggest gaming regret? I fell into the microtransaction trap on one of the old NBA 2K games and would spend many of my hard-earned dollary dues weekly in an attempt to progress and potentially platinum the game. What a brilliant system mm. they've got there. When the next 2K game launched, my hard-earned dollars spent became entirely redundant and I became entirely sad boy. Oh, oh Harold. Sorry, Harold. So sorry. Uh, so, Peter, what would you say is your biggest gaming regret? My biggest gaming regret is probably uh, not owning an N64 slash not, not also as a sideline to my PlayStation slash brief... Uh, venture into xbox 360 but mostly playstation run it would have been nice just to have uh, a nintendo um experience too i think i've played a fair bit of n64 with my friends but i think i i would have liked to have my own liked to maybe have a, a gamecube um i even i had a game boy but i didn't play it that much as a kid i didn't really see the appeal um i can't play games in cars for one thing mm -hmm. so i would never take on a car journey and generally, when my family would go on holidays, we wouldn't do a lot of just sort of sitting by the pool or sitting on a beach sort of holidays. We'd normally be out and about. So, again, I wouldn't really take on a holiday with me. So, never really had the Nintendo Nintendo handheld experience. As I say, played N64 a bit with my friends, but never owned one, never had a GameCube. And I do look at things like Breath of the Wild and, and stuff like that. And I know that I could obviously just use the office switch and play that but something else we've discussed recently i think in the previous podcast or the one before i'm very much one for not wanting to enter into a series unless i've played stuff beforehand yeah. mm. even if a game even zelda yeah even if a game is like you don't need to know anything about this you know they're not you know like final fantasy for example they're not really related to each other at, at all. all. There's like a couple of, you know, you have your chocobos and... and There's a couple of direct couple sequels, of, but they're very clearly labeled. Yeah, and, and you have a few shared, you know, just little little tropes or ca characters or creatures or whatever, but they're not the same thing. Uh, but I, I just don't like doing it. I don't know why. Um, and so something like Breath of the Wild, I just feel like I don't want to play it until I've maybe experienced even just some of the big hitters like ocarina of time wind waker mm -hmm. um, big hits the classics yeah all the classics and likewise i've never really played a mario game i've certainly never owned one and played played my own copy of one i've you know i've played it at people's houses i've played mario kart i've played mario 64 um but you know i feel like that's something that i am actually really missing out on um i don't worry about it but if someone asks me <laughs> What's a big gaming regret? Probably that. I probably should mm. just. I wish I had a bit more N N sixty four or GameCube history to me. Um, that would probably encourage me to play the Switch more. Um, so that's that. And the, the, the like, there's a minor one as well, which is just trading in games generally. That like later on, I kind of feel like, oh, I wish I still had that. Especially yeah. some of my older ones. I kind of just wish that they're on my shelf, even if I would never play them. Just be like, oh yeah, there's that game that I enjoyed. <laughs> Happy memories. Yeah. <laughs> the um, memes. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any like big regrets. No regrets. Uh, no regrets, <laughs> as they say. Um, I think normally it's just things like, oh, why did I spend so much time on that? Like, why did I spend so much time in Destiny 2? Because I went through a real phase last year during the lockdown of just playing Destiny 2 like all the time mm -hmm. um, and just sinking hours and hours into it and getting 
the best guns and stuff. And then within a week, they just like, we didn't play for one week and they just got rid of three planets. And all you got was just a couple of like on-screen paragraphs were just like, the planet was destroyed and this character mm. died. And you're like, huh? Mm. Was there no like cut scene that we could have been shown when we logged back into the game to tell like to let us all watch this because we couldn't all be on at this certain time? And I remember Destiny 2 really wound me up. They oh did like a, they were like our first live event. They're like, it's gonna be amazing. Be in the tower at 6 p.m. on this day. We were there at 6 p.m. In fact, we were there at 10 to 6. And we waited until about half seven. And I was like, nothing is happening. And on Twitter, everyone was like, oh, look, it is happening. You just have to look really, really hard in the sky. You can see these these little dots appearing in the sky. And I was like, are you joking? Are you joking me? And we spent about an hour and a half just waiting for this thing to happen. Because we'd invested at this point, like 45 minutes in. And I was like, well, we can't, you know, we're already invested now. Let's just go and make dinner and just watch it while it's like happening. Because all it was was like, Something was like plummeting to the ground. I think the it would end of the season, so they'd like destroyed the big spaceship or something. And it was basically the spaceship like breaking apart and falling to the ground. Right. But it was so subtle for the first 45 minutes that everyone on Twitter was like, is something happening or is something broken? What's going on? And one of the main like uh, mods of the, I don't know, really big in the Discord, uh, the Reddit and Discord for Destiny 2 was like, it is happening, I promise. I've just asked them and they've told me it is happening right now. You just have to wait. Um, and then it happened in the space of like 10 minutes, but it was so slow burn for like the first 45 minutes, mm. if not like hour, that we were just like, this is stupid. <sighs> and that is a big regret of mine, wasting in the whole evening just <laughs> to like not see anything happen. Out of interest, what were you hoping? Like what sort of scale? Well, I didn't know, thing? but the way that they like hyped it up, they were like, it's going to be amazing because it was in like... Jesus Christ himself Jesus will Christ return. Himself. <laughs> well, they were like, it's going to really change the game. And we were like, okay, well, we want to like be there. And then they didn't even do one for when they just got rid of three of the planets. Come on. Come on. Come on, guys. Guys. Please. guys. Please. So I think after that point, we were like, I think maybe we should stop playing this game now. done with that now. I'm done with this game now. It's going to change the game in that <laughs> Ashton's going to stop playing. I don't playing want to it. play it anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't like, I like you were saying, I kind of would have wanted some more maybe gaming experience when I was little, but can't go back and change it now. So live your best life. No rugrats, baby. Have, yeah, hashtag no rugrats. No rugrats. Ben, what's your biggest gaming regret? I mean, I've got a few. Uh, in terms of pouring a load of time into a game... That, which was ultimately pointless, uh, as you did. Mm. Uh, the crashed nitro fueled oh, yeah. remake. I played that pretty much every day for a few months, thereabouts, to like get all the rewards and do all the grand prix and unlock all mm -hmm. the characters and stuff. And I don't think I've played it since because the nature of that model is ultimately unsustainable. And I got burned out. And I'm glad to see the back of that game. I would never recreationally boot it up to play of my own accord ever again mm -hmm. i don't think uh if people came over and wanted to we wanted like a four-player kart racer then maybe i would boot it up then because the muscle memory don't go away <laughs> however i just the nature of that model ruined that game for mm. me in that it's still one of my favorite ever games the original uh but i just i don't I, it just seems like such a colossal waste of time why did i bother unlocking all that stuff what why 
Maybe well, you're going to use it. It was seemingly not skill based matchmaking. I think now mm. I read a headline the other we were we were like Googling skill based matchmaking the other day for a video, a different video. And yeah. in the Google results, I saw one thing that said Crash Team Racing now skill based matchmaking from. But you don't have like, like levels a year or so ago. Like it's such a weird online system. You can't track yeah, your wins. Yeah, like I said, anything. I didn't read the thing, but it was a, a headline from like a year or so ago. And I imagine they just. Maybe they they track wins internally and put people together who are constantly winning. But at the mm. time, in the first, definitely within the first six months or year, I would estimate, if not more, you were just getting put against people who would just be a, a whole lap ahead of you. And you'd be like, you know, I don't play to win, mm. but but when it's a racing game, what else is there? You know, you yeah. play to like do well and have a competition and like be neck and neck with people in the first. Yeah. You know, it's first not four places or whatever. These are people who are literally doing the time trials for these yeah. games. And so they know the perfect yeah. lines. All they know the, like, all the shortcuts. shortcuts. Mm. Yeah. And oftentimes they will. I've been I was in a few races where they would finish so far ahead of everybody else that I would sometimes be in second place. And I was so far behind that I wouldn't even finish before the timer ran out. Yeah. Mm. Like they were just it, it was just broken. It was broken online. So that was a waste of time. Um, there were a couple of games that I got really excited about back in the day that ultimately were hugely disappointing. Unreal Tournament 3 mm -hmm. uh, was a game that was hyped up no end in a magazine that I was reading. And I had two of my friends come over. We'd all gone into town and we'd bought it that day. And like, let's come over to mine tonight. We'll have a sleepover and we'll play through Unreal Tournament. It's going to be this amazing co-op game. And then it's Unreal Tournament mm. in exactly the fashion that you would expect, where it's just you're against bots and there's like, I, c I can't even remember what the story was, but it wasn't really there. Mm. It was just a progression of now you go to this map and you try and stringing get... together more death matches. You, yeah, yeah, it's just a series of death matches. It was really rubbish. And also the Spider-Man 3 video game was not good. Oh. And I ended up selling that pretty shortly after. Um, I poured a lot of time into a Facebook game for Infamous 2. Oh. That was a promotional Facebook game for Infamous 2 because it promised in-game rewards, sort of like... The cosmetic things and they would give you a you know you would do mm. stuff in this facebook game you get codes for it that you could redeem spent a lot of time in it and it was one of those stupid ones where you have to wait for your energy to refill before you can it's like a point and click thing you go around and you just click on stuff and fix it and do cole's electric like powers just like farmville yeah mm -hmm. and you know what nobody got any codes nobody got any codes i had to email them email the support and say look i've been playing the hell out of this what what am I what's the point why am I doing this you're not I'm not getting anything and I think they sent me a code for like a shirt mm. if in game for the for the full release and that was just I suppose my my scared. regret is getting suckered in by promises that ultimately are not fulfilled um and that happens a lot in the games industry sadly I'd like yeah. to think I'm a bit more savvy about it now but certainly when I was growing up I believed the hype. I wanted to. I wanted to be excited, and now I'm cynical and shriveled up like a like a sad raisin, <laughs> uh, and I don't go for those things anymore. But certainly, I used to, and they they were never what was promised. Never. <laughs> oh well. And there we are. We'll end on that, shall we? Shriveled raisin. All three of us like being a, a bit shriveled, cynical raisin, regretful and depressed. No, no regrets. No, no regrets. No regrets. No regrets no, allowed. No depression. Have you just tried being happy? Have just you be tried happy. Just be Why happy? don't you just be yeah. happy? Yeah. But let on. us know what your biggest gaming regrets are in the uh, comments <laughs> below and all over the internet where you can find us in various places. Peter's going to tell you a few of them right now. I am.
We're available at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. It's where all of our content goes out. Videos, of course, over on YouTube, but streams on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, when we are streaming on both of those platforms, we're modded by Lobrotovich, Trowling Badger, and Mr. Black. Hey, speaking of Twitch, <laughs> did you know that Amazon Prime, one of the many rewards on that is that uh, you get a free Twitch sub bundled in. So you can spend that on us if you like. You'll get all the usual benefits of that. Uh, Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash team triple jump for our social media presence twitter is mainly for video and live stream announcements facebook for legacy video content occasional facebook lives is... I, did, I did a live stream this week did yeah you? i've not done it yet no oh, time of recording did. but we'll say, be doing when it when did you do that uh, and uh, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is available to go and have a look at all our patreon rewards including asking questions on the podcast and things like that Ashton? We have a website. It's triplejet.mup. That's triplejuu.mp. And if you want to go there, there's so much cool stuff. Why don't find out what our three favorite games are by going to the uh, team page? Um, if you want to check out our Discord, we have one of those. It's triplejet.mup forward slash Discord. We're modded by Jack, Tori, and Hollowise, three amazing people. Um, we have a podcast. I don't know if you've noticed. What? That's what, what this is. What? But if you fancy, if you've watched it and you think, oh, I want to listen to this again, maybe when I'm out walking my cats. Well, don't you whizwaz? You can do that. Uh, Triplejet.mup. Don't you whizwaz? Don't you whizwaz? Don't you whizwaz? Uh -huh. I thought I misheard that, but you, you did say whizwaz. <laughs> I did. Don't you whizwaz? Don't you whizwaz? You can go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast to find out all the places that you can listen to it. And if you want to watch some of our live streams, but you've missed them because maybe you've got a busy job working and doing all good things for your life, then you can watch our VODs <laughs> on dribblejet.mup forward slash VODs. Watch all of the live streams back. There's like five a week, so don't want to miss out on those. We also have a shot where we've got brand new merch. Ooh. Ooh. Ben's wearing some. Me I'm and wearing Peter. Peter's wearing some. Peter's wearing two. It's not, two. It's not new merch. You no, can't buy new. that one that no. Peter's wearing anymore. <laughs> you can't buy that. Um, but you can go to jumpshop.com to look at all the new merch and buy the stuff. And if you want to find out what's coming out and new t-shirts and things that might be released on time around Christmas potentially. Hopefully. You can go to Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. There you go. Um, <laughs> why not follow Peter and Ashton on Twitter and Instagram at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday streams. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday being the joint streams. Blaze it Blaze on it. YouTube. It. The rest of the weekdays being solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday, and we do shows once every other week or thereabouts. We got so much coming out for you guys. So flipping much. And I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. Why not leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Guys, you can stop dancing. That's the rhythms. Right. There, they're done. Uh, if you weren't watching the video, you missed out. There was non-stop dancing all throughout <laughs> that entire sequence. It was pretty good. good. This week, well, firstly, triplejump.gg. Go buy some currencies and subscriptions and there's that sort of... You, right? you want to make a bit more noise there, Ashton? <laughs> Uh, Don't challenge me. Additionally, the tat appeal is now open. The Ooh. floodgates are down. Go and watch the video on our channel uh, all about it. If you want to post some tat to us or if you want to send us some worse games, that kind of stuff, the cutoff is the 19th of November. So please send it before then. Post some tat. Post yeah. to, us. Tat. to us. And uh, we'll do a big, big Christmas unboxing. Obviously, we couldn't do it last year, but we did do it the year before and you're all amazing then. So we're going to try and do that again. If you want to take part, let us know. There's a spooky rules boss that went out on Friday. <gasps> it's spooky. 
Ooh, Terrifying. Geez. What was it, Peter? What did we do? Uh, we played, um, or well, you Evil. played you Resident played. Evil Village with a steering wheel and... Pedals. 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 I was going to say speakers then. <laughs> foot yeah, there's drums. foot speakers. Foot yeah. uh, and, uh, well, I won't spoil what he had to do, but he had to play that game like that. It was challenging. It was hard. That's for I, sure. I just laughed the whole way through. I didn't. I didn't contribute anything really. Well, you just set up. You set, set it up. I did for set about it up. Two days. <laughs> it took me a long time. Get that blooming steering wheel working, and didn't it work so well? Mm. Uh huh. Additionally, the launch games playing every videos uh, are back this week. Uh, later on tonight, if you're listening at the second of release, uh, that being Saturday evening, uh, when this video goes live. PS2 playing all the PS2 launch games. Go give it a watch. It's the. I think it's the longest one yet. So go mm-hmm. go and get on it additionally the very first episode for everybody of weirdest games ever what did we play ashton we played disney extreme skate adventure it was strange it was strange and weird it was a bit weird and we've already recorded next month's episode of and it's even weirder i don't know if we'll get my god it may well get flipping egg it is something else here's a fun fact did you know that uh disney extreme skate adventure was submitted to us via the tat appeal Mm. uh the previous Mm. tat there we go if you've got any weird games you think it's not bad it's just a bit weird weird you should send it to us via the tat appeal send us all your games send us everything you own (laughs) give me give me <laughs> Additionally, After Dark, Triple Jump After Dark podcast episode three went up on Monday for patrons. If you want to go get that where we talk about everything but games, mm. uh, then go consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Did we talk about this week, Ben? Um, do you remember some real hot topics some real hot some real hot goss mm-hmm. uh, we talked about what we'd be doing if we weren't in this job mm-hmm. we talked about other stuff uh, so yeah. I feel like there were three or content three questions we... in a row that were all a bit like oh but I don't remember Spicy. any of them one yeah. was like content it's we good. shouldn't have seen when we were young but we oh, did yeah. Mm, yeah and how it's that's good go, go check it out remember it's not it's not the sole reason for your support on patreon you get everything else at that tier and below mm-hmm. it so it's, it's just a perk go get it go get involved mm. finally something that's not on your guys that i added we are in a video game we are we yeah. are we have it's not house of the dead we're working on that no. however we did manifest destiny no. and we provide voices for three uh, minor characters in a video game called Trouble Hunter Chronicles The mm. Stolen Creed which is a point and click adventure game available now on Steam three and, little French uh, 
teenagers. Yeah, if you want to hear us do a French accent, ruffians. we're not very good at it. <laughs> not you know, we're not rules boss or anything. No. Uh, but it is available now on Steam. So try and find us if you. Mm. If Emolition's in it too. Emolition yeah. is in it. Mm. Yes, uh, off of the Jungle Scog. Yeah, and. Yeah, if you like uh, old school point and click adventures, you'll get a lot out of it. So go support a small indie dev and uh, try and find us in there. Yeah, the mm-hmm. first person who uh, sends us a video of us in the game what? because they played it, they get six Ashton points. Oh, okay. Wow, funny. really? Yeah. Those are hard to come by. As they well. are. I don't think you've ever given any yeah, out. I, don't I have gave them out on stream this week. Oh, did, did you? Because someone helped me figure out where I was at in the game. And How many did you out. give out? I think I gave like seven. Oh, what do we have to do to get Ashton points? Well, not slag me off on the podcast to start. Well, looks like we're not going to get any ever then, are we? (laughs) Minus 100 points. (laughs) (laughs) Gryffindor. Ashton, what is the sponsor before we go The sponsor for this week's podcast is, of course, the Xbox egg box for your mini fridge. Of course, of course. (laughs) For your Xbox mini fridge, you can get your Xbox eggs box. Fantastic. Thank you so much for listening slash watching everybody. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. There's a whole week of spooky content coming out next week, including a ranked list. It'll be a worst games ever week with another spooky game. Spooky 10 point lists as well. So yeah, some spooky 10 point lists. So there's all sort. In fact, I think we probably say what the ranked list is. There's going to be a spooky stream. Yeah, Uh, it's uh, we're ranking every Ghostbusters Mm. game. From worst to best Makes on me feel Monday. Bad. So, so go and check that out. So much content coming your way, including an episode of Main Menu next week as well. All sorts of stuff. But we're going to go now. Jeez. Look forward to it. Subscribe on YouTube. We love you. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye.